Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey to the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. Before we get started, I recently received a listener postcard. The front of the postcard has Mickey Mouse standing in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. It wasn't postmarked, but was dated January 11, 2021, and was sent with a 32-cent Panama Canal postage stamp and a 3-cent strawberry postage stamp. Unfortunately, not a scratch-and-sniff stamp. It reads, Hi Clocky. As a kid, my great-aunt worked at Disneyland, so for my 8th B-Day, we got to go three days in a row. That is one of my best childhood memories. Plus, telling my friends that my aunt worked there was pretty cool. Enjoy this vintage card. Have a great week, Jim. Thanks for the postcard, Jim. Getting a postcard is always the start of a great week. Spending a day or three at Disneyland is a great way to celebrate your birthday, too. Some of my favorite memories of the park have been on birthday trips. And thanks, Jim, for the postcard and helping me come up with this week's theme, Inside Sleeping Beauty Castle. The front of our first postcard has Sleeping Beauty Castle with guests crossing the moat on a bridge to the left of the castle. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Sleeping Beauty's Castle in the realm of the enchanting fantasy land. It's postmarked August 12, 1957 and was sent with a two-cent red Jefferson postage stamp. I assume they visit the parks on Sunday, August 11th, when park hours were from 9am to midnight. The weather was a high of 81 and a low of 66. Park attendance that day was 25,766. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Charles Hudak and family of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It reads, Hi, well, I made it here, but I'm really beat. It's about 10 p.m., and I'm about to head back to Los Angeles and the beach house there. See you soon, Roy. I hope Roy used an A ticket from his ticket book to take a walk through Sleeping Beauty Castle. Even though Sleeping Beauty Castle was one of the first buildings to be completed, the walkthrough attraction did not open until April 29, 1957. The castle was built to resemble the new Schwanstein Castle in Germany because Sleeping Beauty the movie was still in pre-production when the park opened. Even the walkthrough opened before the movie's 1959 release. The walkthrough attraction included 10 dioramas depicting scenes from the movie and used some special effects due to limited space in the castle. This version of the attraction only lasted about 20 years. The front of our next postcard also has Sleeping Beauty Castle, with a horse-drawn streetcar pulling up with guests. If you look closely, you can see the wishing well to the right of the castle. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty Castle, Fantasyland. A horse-drawn streetcar arrives at the end of Main Street where guests disembark for Sleeping Beauty Castle, gateway to the wonderful land of fantasy, where dreams actually come true for the young at heart. It's postmarked September 3, 1977, and sent with an airmail stamp and with an Amadeo Giannini, 21-cent postage stamp. I assume they visit the park on Friday, September 2nd, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 82 and a low of 65. It's addressed to a Miss F. L. Maylury of Hythe, Kent, England. It reads, It's fabulous. Words cannot describe, but we've spent a lovely day here. 
Just about to return to L.A., foot sore but thrilled. We'll be staying overnight en route to the airport on October 16th home, Paul. I hope Paul was able to see the reimagined Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough. In 1977, Imagineers redesigned the interior of the castle, changed the dioramas, and added more moving doll-sized characters. The music inside the attraction was changed to the music from the movie Sleeping Beauty. The attraction had two more refurbishments, one in 1991 and one in 2008. I don't know if Paul used the Amadeo Giannini stamp on purpose, but he has an interesting history with Walt Disney. Giannini was a founder of Bank of Italy, which became Bank of America and was the bank on Disneyland's Main Street from 1955 to 1993. Giannini was also influential in keeping the Disney Studios afloat even when they were over $4 million in debt. My favorite story from Bob Thomas's Walt Disney and American Original is that Amadeo would send postcards to Walt after seeing Disney movies saying, I saw one of your pictures, it was pretty good. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would also help to leave a five-star rating or comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. A special thanks to e-ticket patrons Eric Daniels, Tania, C-ticket patrons The Riley Family, Debbie Weinstein, Brian Crawford, Jenny Schneep, Series Inquiries Only, and a special shout-out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the A-ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Angelica Nablock, The All Aboard Podcast, and Maggie and Henry Byers. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent from Disneyland or on Twitter at Sent from Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. 